0: The thing is, it's that Billy and I have a mutual respect. And his knowledge and what he is sharing, it blows my mind. Today, he's going to talk about activating your DNA. Billy Carson is going to do that and show you how to do it. Are you guys ready for this? This is no joke. 2019 Disclosure Fest welcomes Mr. Billy Carson. Billy, come on up.
1: Jimmy Church. I wish I had a voice like that. <laughs> yeah, he's cool, man. He's got that cool voice. Let me adjust this a little bit so that I don't gotta Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Alright, there you go. Yeah. Uh down just a little Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Okay. Can you give me the Jimmy Church sound effect? Alright, cool. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna do uh the voiceover for I'm working on a movie called Chronicles of the Anunnaki, and uh, Jimmy's going to do the voiceover for the trailer. So it's going to be a box office movie, actually. We started yesterday working on that uh, with Dame Dash at Dame Dash Studios. So it's going to be huge. It's going to be the true history and origins of mankind on this planet going all the way back to the Pleiadian star cluster. So we're going to start off there and move forward in time. Okay, so it's going to be Chronicles because we're going to be talking about a lot of different series. I mean, you can't tell that all in one movie. It's going to be a very, very big, uh, big series of movies. So I'm really, really excited about that. We're in the beginning stages of it now. And um, uh, I just want to thank, you know, Damon Dash for just even seeing the vision and having the open mind to understand that this was important information and even then taking his own time to begin to research it and realize that there's a huge, story that hasn't been told yet to mankind, and we deserve to get this story out to everybody and give them the real true history, not what's in the history books in school, but the true history of mankind, so I'm excited about that. So, thank you. Um, thanks for coming out, everybody. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously this is a great event, phenomenal event, it's a lot of people here, a lot of activities, a lot of things going on, and but there's also a lot of things you could be doing on a Saturday afternoon you don't have to be here you know so I just want to thank you for coming out here taking your time spending your energy and just trying to find ways to increase your consciousness and your capacity for for knowledge and information and wisdom and understanding so thanks for coming out and it's really glad to see families out here and be able to see you know people out here with their kids and stuff a lot of the times I go to these events and it's typically just um, you know all adults Uh, you know so sometimes it's good to just have the kids around this type of environment even if they don't understand fully what's being said or what's going on, you'd be surprised how much information just kind of just uh, seeps into them. And over time, they begin to, you know, follow this kind of path and start looking into enlightenment and spirituality as well. You don't got to beat it unto, beat it into them or force it on them. Just have them around it and you be the example and eventually some will and some won't. But I think the majority of kids will, will probably try to follow the route of enlightenment and, um, and spirituality. That's just my opinion. So today we're going to talk about uh, the power of your DNA, Uh, you know, how to activate it. It's really, it sounds like a mystical statement. It sounds like, wow, this is going to be some miraculous event. Actually, it's really a very simple thing. But what probably is going to be more amazing to some of you, some of you may have already know this, is what DNA is and how it operates. I think that's the the big secret here because once you understand that, then you're going to open yourself up to... um, Understanding how to reprogram yourself, and that's the real activation reprogramming yourself. <clears throat> I was just on a spiritual panel uh, about an hour ago And you know we were talking about ascension ex- uh, Consciousness ascension and ascension of of spirit you know, of your physical body into another realm and dimensions and everything else <clears throat> And one of the things I talked about was the fact that I think a lot of people on this planet are unfortunately Because they've been victims of the religious system are waiting to die so that they can live And that's a big problem that we have. You're not supposed to wait to die so that you can live. Because, first of all, the book that says that, well, it really doesn't even say that, but the people that are assuming that's what it means, those were written by people, flesh and blood people like me and you, okay? So there's really no true divine scripture that says, this is what's going to happen when you die. You're going to go to this magical place. I think it's time for us to start living now. Now, I think that our duty is to help bring heaven To earth. I think that's what the mission truly is. So with that being said, let's talk a little bit about DNA. One of the things people have seen me speak before I like to talk about, I like to mix science, real science in with what I talk about so that I can help make logical sense because um, I'm the type of speaker that likes to back things up with with facts. Not that other people don't, but a lot of people here have some really good knowledge, and they talk about it, and they explain it in the best way they can, and some people will resonate with it, and some people won't. And I'd be sitting here looking at some of the people that are kind of like saying, oh, I don't know about that. And in my mind, I'm going, that's real science backs what what this person is saying. Science is backing it up. They may not have been able to uh, get it out that way, but there's a lot of science behind spirituality in the quantum realm. Quantum mechanics and quantum physics really have a lot to do with spirituality and how the unseen work around us in this uh, this physical realm. So one thing I wanna talk about is the fact that DNA is a storage medium. In other words, it's a hard drive. You're a walking hard drive, your body. One gram of DNA, this is science, peer-reviewed science, by the way, guys. One gram of DNA, which is enough to put a little tiny drop on the tip of your finger, can store 700 terabytes of data. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, what, you know, ethereal data or mystical data. I'm talking about real zeros and ones that make your phone work and make your computer work. Zeros and one bits of data, zeros and ones, can be stored on DNA. So these scientists, uh, the main one, George Church and Chris Shuri, those two actually together, are partners and scientists, they discovered this and they downloaded one of their books, one of their e-books onto the DNA. And then they uploaded it from the DNA back to the server again. They was like, whoa, wait a minute. You can encode digital bits of information directly onto DNA and upload it back again. What does that mean? Well, we're we're walking USB drives. <laughs> Literally. Now, here's what's really amazing about that. They then took that same ebook, downloaded it back to the DNA again, and they said, let's see how much we can go. They replicated the book, 70 billion times in one gram of DNA 70 billion copies of an e-book in one gram of 433 petabytes of data that would be enough hard drives if we were using conventional hard drives to fill up this whole park think about that in one tiny drop inside of your body right now you can store 13.5 billion years of data ironically that's how old the universe is. So, you are the universe. You literally have all the information stored in your body from the beginning of time until this very moment, inside of you. So when people say the universe is in you, it's not just a figure of speech. Like, the universe is really in you because all bits of data and particles, all, all bits of, uh, of particles are all recycled over and over again. All atoms are recycled. Everything is recycled. You're, everything that was here from the beginning is here right now. Nothing's been added. Nothing's been removed due to the law of thermodynamics. Energy cannot be destroyed. It's can only be transformed. You're just here right now in this particular form at this particular moment. But all the information in your DNA will go back. If you had the capability of decoding it, will allow you to find this out. This is why, and some of you here know that I talk a lot about the Anunnaki, these Atlantean beings that came here in the distant past and genetically modified the existing hominid. They didn't create people. They modified people. This is one of the big things where people say, oh, the Anunnaki created us. Not, not really. If you really analyze the text, and I'm not just talking about Sumerian text, you have to go into several different versions of text. The Enumeration, and Seven Steps of Creation, the Atra Asis Epic, the Epic of Gilgamesh. You go into uh, the Emerald Tablets. You discover that there was a genetic, there was already a hominid here, and it was genetically modified. That was our cousin before Homo sapiens existed. What did they do to us to make us into this slave race to do the work for them? They disconnected our DNA. That's what you have called now junk DNA. It's not junk, guys. It's unplugged DNA. Why did they unplug it? Because our cousins, unlike you've been taught, were way smarter than us. I'm not talking technologically smarter. I'm talking about spiritually smarter more in tune with nature, more in tune with the universe, more in tune with the planet itself, the human resonant frequency of the earth. They had bigger brains, proven, because we found the skulls all over the planet. They had uh, probably, because of bigger brains, most likely had bigger pineal glands, which is your spiritual antenna. So they, 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 all humans right now, we have billions of magnetite crystals in our brains. We don't even use them. They probably had access to their magnetite crystals, which is what turtles use to navigate the oceans to come back to where they're gonna lay their eggs and. And uh, birds, they, they flock to the south in the, su- in the winter and so forth, all using the magnetic field. Well, we have the same capability, but right now we've, we've been disconnected from using that. If a tsunami comes inland, before it even hits, all the wild animals run to the mountains and the hills. You never see wild animals getting swept away by a tsunami, but you see people, <laughs> we just stay right out there and you, we're taking, look, the tsunami's coming. <laughs> I'm live on Instagram. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, so we've been disconnected. You know, we, our DNA has been disconnected. Our consciousness has been reduced. They've already scientifically proven and found out that a worship gene was embedded into the human genome. And they don't know who did it, but they can tell you that it was around 200,000 years ago, the same time that they discovered that chromosome number two in the human body was taken out, fused together, and two telomere caps were put on each end. Again, this is something done in a laboratory admitted by mainstream scientists, but they can't figure out who did it. They can only tell you when. Oh, about 200,000 years ago. Well, what do the tablets say? 200,000 years ago is when they first genetically modified the existing hominid on this planet. And these tablets predate any Zachariah Sitchin's translations. Zachariah Sitchin, I want to clear this up real quick before I even proceed, never translated any Sumerian tablets. That's a hoax. He's one of the greatest researchers in the history of this planet because what he did was he took pre-existing translated information and he painted a picture for us based off of his trans- the translations that already existed. And he wrote books about it. He never translated the Sumerian tablets. The, trans- the, trans- the, the Sumerian tablets were translated, uh, in some cases, 100 years before he was even born. This is back in the 1700s and 1800s that the Sumerian tablets the ones that have the information about these beings coming here and so forth and genetic modifying people, the Atra Asis epic and the Enumerilish were translated before he was even born. So he never translated He just painted a picture. He tried to, he tried to uh, pull together information from the tablets, the Mahabharata, the Bhagavad Gita, the Nag Hammadi scripts, uh, the Emerald tablets, and he tried to paint a picture as to what he thought happened in the ancient past. Was he a 1,000% accurate? Probably not. But who is? Nobody's going to be 100% accurate on anything That they put together. We're all researching, we're all searching for answers and information, but just to clear that up because I got to get rid of that, debunk that big lie that floats around that we shouldn't listen to anything the Sumerian tablets have to say because they were only translated by Zachariah Sitchin. That's actually a, that's a lie. You can look this up for yourself. I've done full presentations about that topic. And The reason why I bring up the Sumerian tablets and what does it have to do with DNA? Well, if you look into the Tower of Babel incident that happened, it's recorded in the Bible, but the Bible copied it directly from where? the Sumerian tablets, which predate the Bible by 6,000 years. Ironically, if you look what the majority of religious people that believe in that book, they only think that the earth and people are only 6,000 years old. Why is that? Because the Sumerian tablets date back to 6,000 years. That's when the, the most recent recorded history in terms of a lot of information was, was available. So they're going off of information that was plagiarized into other religious texts. But Sumerians, in this, in the, uh, in this epic, there's a Tower of Babel being built in Babylon, this tower is rivaling the tower that was built by these Anunnaki beings, these Atlantean people. Now, whether the tower was a replica, direct, like an identical copy, whether it was uh, like a cargo cult where we kind of deified these people as gods and we're just trying to mimic and we used straw and, and, and clay brick to build a tower that mimicked what they built, it doesn't matter. The fact is, we came together as one, all of us, and we built something together and our reason behind it was to either honor the guards or duplicate what they were doing. So this entity comes back to see this. And if you're looking in, um, in the Old Testament of the Bible, it's uh, Yahweh, who's actually in the Sumerian tablets. His name is Enlil. Enlil was, by, ironically, if you look in these, the, the ancient scriptures, he was Satan, the Lord of Eden. But anyway, so he comes back, <laughs> and he sees the people building this tower into heaven. And he what? He destroys the tower. He blows it up. He's angry now. And he says, whatever man decides to do, they can, to put their heart to, they can, to set their heart to, they can achieve it or accomplish it. And so he blows up the tower. And then he does what next? He changes the language and he says, my seed shall not abide in man forever. His years shall be 120. Well, it says the same thing in the Bible. It says the same thing in the Sumerian text. What, what it says now is Harvard scientists in America just discovered that under the most pristine conditions a human being can live for how many years? 120. This is with all the GMOs and the genetic seeds and, and, the, and the tortured meat and everything else, under, and, the, and the pollution, under the most pristine conditions we should live to 120 years. Now what they said is, okay, well why are we dying at 120 years and less? What, what's the reason? So that's when they came, and I told you about before, the chromosome number two and the telomere caps they realized that these telomere caps, which are buff... They store buff material that allows... When your cells and DNA replicate, it allows information to not be lost in a transference because you know your body's consistently regenerating over and over again. But when the buff material in these caps run out, that's when your body starts the death process. So we were capped. They put a cap on us. So what they did was they went into mice and they said, Wow, let's look at these mice. If you, and if you look at some of the ancient texts, biblical or either Sumerian, uh, emerald tablets... Uh, Even some of the Indian books you'll discover that people were living for thousands of years. Well, what happened? All of a sudden they stopped living for these are human beings not gods. Humans were living for thousands of years. Now mainstream science wants to say oh, it's because they had more oxygen and all this kind of crazy stuff. No, man. We've been genetically modified just like the seeds on this planet. That's why. So they went and said okay, let's look at some mice. So they took some mice at Harvard and they accessed the telomere caps, and they put together a sequence that prevented them from shrinking or losing the buffer material. And all of a sudden, these mice lived three t- three times their li- normal lifespan. Three times their normal lifespan. So they're discovering that DNA can be reprogrammed, telomere caps can be reprogrammed. We were genetically modified to only live a, a specific amount of years on this planet. Why? Because if we're living long enough and we become smart enough and begin to work together and come back together as one, realizing that we're all one family, then we will overthrow this small amount of elites that are controlling and, run, and ruling us. There's 13 point, uh, there's uh, 7.5 billion people on this planet, and there's only 13 families that control all of us. And so when we look at this, you have to say to yourself, 13 families, that's like 100 people or so, controlling 7.5 billion, what you see, eat, hear, smell, touch, feel, think. And what we have to do is we gotta stop blaming that, those 13 families. We gotta stop saying, these guys did this and they did that and they did this. You know what we gotta do? We gotta get out a big mirror. Take a selfie of yourself. I'm the blame. I'm the blame. You know why? Our silence puts us in collusion. Our ignorance puts us in full collusion. We have allowed this to happen to us. We have allowed this to happen to us, and we still are allowing it consistently on a daily basis. How? Because we participate in the system. I went to the ATM machine today. I participated in the central banking system today. All of us are participating on a daily basis. I put gas inside of the rental car that I have today. I participated in the petroleum system that they have locked down on this planet. Every single moment of every single day, we participate in the system. I'm using this cell phone. This screen is made from child forced child labor, but I'm not going to throw away my cell phone today. Am I? Because of that, we're participating in a system that is designed to keep us completely enslaved. And it goes all the way back to these ancient times. So getting back to the DNA. So we know that DNA is a storage medium and it can store a massive amount of information. This is, this is very, very important for you to understand. And like I said, Uh, On one gram of DNA, 433 petabytes of data. I don't know if you know what a petabyte is, but it's it's a massive amount of information. But let's take it to the next step now. Now they have discovered that epigenic memories can be passed down 14 generations inside of DNA. Memories. So you're wondering why you feel... Fear of this and fear of that, or you have a phobia of this or a phobia of that, or you feel strongly about this and not so strongly about that, it's not because it runs in your family, it's because it's in your DNA. Memories are in your DNA. So what does this have to do with us? Well, we're looking at an entire race of people on this planet that have been literally enslaved. Every single race. Every single race on this planet has been enslaved. Now, and in more recent times, we've had uh, one race try to enslave other races more than others. But, however, you have to understand this. We're all still slaves in the matrix. It's, a, it's an illusion to the ones who think that they did the enslaving. Yes, they did it, but it's, it's still an illusion. You know why? We've all been enslaved. Every single person on this planet is a slave right now at this moment. But well, we can break out of it, and that's what we're going to go over today. And one of the most important things I think, when you have to understand, when you're dealing with people that have been oppressed in like even more recent times, so I just said epigenetic memories go 14 generations. Well, think about that for a minute. If you look at, for example, African Americans, we've only gone out of slavery for a generation. So if you see somebody that's stressing, that's under pressure, that's feeling the negative effects of what happened in the past, you can't just Wipe it away and say, it's over now. You should forget about it. Because what they're truly doing is they're suffering internally. It's an internal thing. And it's not going to go away immediately. It's going to take some time to do what? Reprogram. We have to reprogram the DNA. This goes for a lot of the people that have been enslaved on this planet over many generations. Fourteen generations is is quite a bit of time. But at the same time, it's a short period of time. But we're just now coming out of different types of slavery on this planet. And it's not going to go away in the blink of an eye, so you have to understand that. So when you see people that they may be suffering from things that happened in the past, you have to realize that it's not, um, it may not be just a figment of your imagination. Uh, Now, how does this work with the law of attraction? Okay, first let's go back into programming a little bit before we get to the law of attraction. The reason why they call TV, obviously programming, is because when you turn the TV on, it really programs you. When you turn the radio on, it programs you. I mean, it's all programming. So what we have to do as a people on this planet is we have to literally take the system that the elites put over us to control us and keep us dumbed down and stupid and low vibrational, take that same exact system and flip it. Use the same methods, but for positive, for high frequency information. This is what we have to do to reprogram ourselves. And what are some of the ways to do that? Music is universal. OK, uni- because mathematics is universal. The whole universe is written based on mathematics. And music is also universal. That's why I started a record label called Pantheon Elite Records. I started a record label because I want to affect people in a positive way through music. Well, what do I do that's different? Well, we, we, we use conscious lyrics. OK, well, that's the, OK, well, big deal. No, the music is encoded at 432 hertz and 528 hertz. Because the music on your radio is, pro- is encoded at what? 440 hertz very scientifically proven, extremely detrimental to DNA. Again, we go back to the DNA. Why do they do 440 Hertz, knowing that it's gonna be detrimental to your DNA? Because they wanna keep you in a weakened state. Because why? People that come together, people that understand who they are, people that understand how much power is inside of them, will not allow this to happen. We will take control of this planet, become loving beings again, love one another, help one another, and so forth and so on. So they have to keep us in a state of weakness and, of course, also sickness. Because when your DNA is weak, you become what? You become sick, okay? So they they go in at 440. So all my music, I put it at 432 hertz and 528 hertz. I encourage anybody here who is a musician, there's a lot of artists out here. There goes one back there. He, uh, He understands, he knows. Thank you, sir, thank you. Love it. That's the love frequency right there. We gotta start putting our music out at four thirty two and five twenty eight Hertz. And guess what's going to happen? People are going to start copying us and following suit. And it's going to become like an epidemic in a positive way. So we've got to start the process there. Programming on TV. That's why I get involved in positive shows and documentaries and movies that teach real information. Because why I'm trying to get kids to start looking and people start looking at information that's going to help to reprogram their DNA. Another thing that you can do is positive affirmations. I have a song called Affirmations. If you look it up on any music platform, just look up Affirmations by Forbidden Knowledge with the number four. It's a song that will literally, when you play it, it's going to give you a whole song full of affirmations with a composed music done by myself and a violin by the name of Richard Wagner, uh, and it's, but it's going to program you. It's been scientifically proven by saying positive affirmations will literally reprogram your DNA. And guess what happens when you begin to do that? When you begin to think positively, when you begin to act positively, and then now you're reprogramming yourself and now you have offspring. And guess what happens to them? They come out slightly reprogrammed and you keep it going down the line. You keep teaching them the right way. And then when they have offspring, they become reprogrammed. So this is the method that's gonna be needed to reprogram. It may not be just this instantaneous thing where everybody's just reprogramming. We're all awake and we're all in another dimension. I mean, it could happen because anything is possible. But what I'm trying to tell you is, more than likely, we're probably going to have to go by, on a step-by-step, realistic process to do this, and it's going to take effort, and it's going to take hard work. It's not going to be easy. If you're driving down the highway and somebody cuts you off in traffic, don't flip them the finger and curse them out and say this and that and all this other kind of stuff, especially if you've got your kids and stuff in the car. That's just a bad example. What you should do is you should bless that person. Bless their path. Bless the the, the, the destination they're trying to get to. And thank, thank, you know, the universe that you didn't crash or have a car accident. And just keep on moving in a positive mindset. And when you broadcast that type of love frequency, now you're reprogramming your DNA. Now the people who are around you who have witnessed you do that, they're being reprogrammed. Because they're going, oh, this is the way that I should be. And now they're going to reprogram. It becomes very contagious. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. And the only reason why we're in the state we are now as a civilization on the planet is because we're not utilizing enough unconditional love. And that's one of the, and we're all guilty, including myself. I'm even guilty of it. You know, I try to get myself into a state of zero point where nothing truly affects my physiology. The only, only feelings I like to feel are happy, happiness and love. And if something comes, uh, bad news, a situation in the family, anything that blindsides me in business, I try not to let it get me into a state of frenzy or a state of distress. I try to control my physiology and maintain the neutral point, because in the zero point field is where you can actually focus on the problem. Because once you become completely distressed, worked up, angry and frustrated, now, your mind is putting more energy into that and not into focusing on the situation or the problem that you need to have to to fix and solve the situation, which most likely means you probably need to be more understanding, be more patient and learn a lesson from whatever happened. So we have to begin to take these, now this is not easy to do, trust me. If I make a post on forbidden knowledge on Instagram and I think it's probably the greatest post in the world and somebody will go in there and make some kind of crazy comment, it's hard for me not to go, oh you, yeah. You know what? (laughs) But you know what I've done now? I've tried something new, because it's just the kind of work it really takes, guys. I'm serious, it takes hard work to change your DNA. Now what I'll do is I'll write the response that I was gonna write, but I won't send it. I'll write it, I'll type it with all the energy, I'll be like, you, yeah, Uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah, mm. And then I'll just sit there and look at it, read it a couple times, and I'll put the phone down till the screen goes blank. Then I'll walk around, drink something or whatever, get it on a the computer. Then I'll come back, pick it up again and just delete it. It only takes that little bit of time for the satisfaction of it <laughs> to leave you. And then it's like, oh, wow, you know what? It would have been dumb to send that. First of all, the whole world's going to see it. You know, kids are following my account. They're going to see that, you know. So instead of clapping back now, what I do is I just, I just type my message. And eventually my goal is not even have to type the message at all. But you see, it's a work in progress. None of us are perfect. It's all a work in progress and it's a struggle on a daily basis. This is what's really truly called in uh, in the ancient texts being born again. Being born again doesn't mean that you believing in a specific deity and that he's going to come and save you. Being born again means it's the elevation of consciousness. You've gone from the primordial level of consciousness, the physical meat mode level, to a 5-D ascension level of consciousness. Your body is still in the third dimension, but you're thinking from a much higher dimension, a much higher level. So things that would send another person on a wild goose chase, they don't send you on wild goose chases anymore because you're reprogramming yourself a little bit every single day. And this is the process that we've got to go through. And I think that it's very doable. I really do believe that this can be truly, truthfully accomplished with effort within just two generations. And in two generations from now, we can have a whole different... Uh, race of people on this planet, the well, same race, but a whole different mindset of people on this planet that are born and into a higher level of consciousness, moving things forward. And when you have people in positions of power that are raised up and now are getting positions of power in economic systems and uh, in systems in governmental systems, all of a sudden you've got uh, allies. We have allies in places that somebody can press a button and make a change. You know, so these are the, some of the things we have to realize. Is, it's not going to be a big war against the elites, and it's not going to be uh, you know, where we're, we're picketing 10 million people walking up and down the street and all this kind of crazy stuff and getting on TV. It's going to be that we're all going to come to realize that we're all one. We're all one big family. We need to come together and do one thing, stop participating. And when we do that, the game is over. When we literally say, Monday morning, uh, we're not going to go to work. Imagine if 30 million people didn't go to work Monday. Imagine if 30 million people didn't buy gas on Monday. Imagine if 30 million people went to the bank on Monday and said, I want to withdraw all my money. They can't even give it to all 30 million because only 15% of the cash is available on hand at any given time. The rest is fake zeros and ones. That would collapse the banking system in one day. You see the power in that? You have the power. But we all have the power. But what's keeping us back from doing this? Fear. Oh my god, if I don't go to work, I'm going to get fired. And if they don't participate in it, and I'm the only one that doesn't show up for work, we're all going to I'm going to lose out and I'm gonna, gonna, not going to be able to pay my rent. I'm not going to be able to pay my make my car payment and so forth and so on. You see the you see the trap they have us in? They have us in this system where we're afraid to work together. We're afraid to be like, "Man, we're brothers. We should be, you know, link up. Let's do this together." That's right. So that's where we got to get to, guys. We got to get to the point where we're literally all on the same accord, and that's going to happen. We've got to get to that point. Yeah, so now the next thing I want to talk about is, how does this work with the law of attraction? What does DNA have to do with the law of attraction? It has a lot to do with the law of attraction, actually, because the law of attraction uh, is actually initiated through the DNA. When you, and how many people here have ever heard somebody say, I get a download? People say, I get a download. Don't laugh at those people, because they're really getting the download. And, you know, I've seen people laugh before and chuckle when people walk away. Let me tell you something. You don't understand quantum. If you think it's funny, you don't understand quantum mechanics. Because just like I told you about DNA being able to be a hard drive, which, by the way, now Microsoft has created the first DNA hard drive that really works. So things like uh, teleportation of biological entities and all that stuff is all becoming a reality because the only thing stopping us was, was storage space. But anyway, scientists have also found out now that DNA sends and receives wireless signals, wireless information. We have a built-in Wi-Fi system in our bodies already. So, and it's just broadcasted between 8 to 10 feet away from the human body. So all times of day, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, we're all downloading information directly from the ether of space-time itself. And what's in the ether of space-time? Remember, a human being can only see in a very small uh, spectrum of light. So what we're seeing right now is literally just part of the hologram. Just part of the hologram. Everything else, there's trillions and trillions of electromagnetic waves passing in you, through you, and out of you at this existing very moment, right now as I'm speaking. That's all everything is, is electromagnetic waves. That's all that really exists besides that and consciousness. Those two things collapse together and create what we call matter. So right now, we, can, we can't see these other waves of light, but they're there. But what's happening is if the DNA in your body is... is uh, oscillating at a specific frequency that matches the frequency of an electromagnetic wave that's already out there, you can download information from that wave. What do waves carry? They carry information. Electromagnetic waves carry information. What I'm giving you guys is real peer-reviewed science. Write it down and go look it up and research it. All the information contained in the entire universe is passing in us and all around us at all times. There is no original, uh, no original idea. If you're just sitting around going, man, I have a great idea. I'm going to invent so-and-so. Mm, not really. What happened was you got on the right frequency and you downloaded the information directly from the uh, universe. There's a professor called James S. Gates, Jr. He, he's a former professor at the University of Maryland. He's at a much smaller college now. He was also the scientific advisor to President Obama in, in, uh, in that era. But he's a specialist in supersymmetry and uh, theoretical physics. And this guy is one of the leaders in this, in the world. He's not just some guy who plays around with this, he's the, like the leader. He gets, he gets together this super team of quantum physicists and they start digging into the ether of space time to figure out what is floating in us and around us. What is this space time? What is space? And he discovers that it operates on something called Adinkra codes. And these Adinkra codes can be traced back to the Dogon tribe in Mali, Africa who actually were the original uh, Egyptians from the land of Khem. They later migrated out to Mali. But they have these codes. These codes represent, they're flat codes on, on cloth, but then when you take them into a third dimension, they represent sophisticated numerical mathematics that depict something called error-correcting codes in our modern science. And these error-correcting codes are what run search engine browsers and websites. So what is governing the function of our space-time reality in the third dimension is a software program that runs websites and search engines. This is peer reviewed science guys. So this is how powerful you are. So what's happening is you're syncing up with information that's already on the net and it's downloading into your body and you're processing that. And this is how powerful the human body is. This is why we get a lot of visitations from different entities. I truly do believe like for example, the gray aliens, which are probably uh, most likely um, cybernetic organisms that have long outlived their their creators. In my personal opinion, from my research, are doing these hybridization programs with people because they're looking to get a way to tap into um, having a, an afterlife through through the DNA of a human being. I think that multidimensional DNA that we have, I think, is very special, and that's why we probably get a lot of visitations. But anyway, so but that's that's the Wi-Fi part of it. So with the law of attraction, what happens is. The law of attraction is not just something. A lot of people hear you, oh, law of attraction, I'm gonna use the law of attraction, but they really don't know how to utilize it the, the proper way. And it's a real powerful tool to use in your life. And if you really truly, truly understand the law of attraction, you're gonna make your life so much easier. It goes along though with the reprogramming process. You have to begin to start the reprogram. If you want it to work consistently, you can make it work by accident here or there, spotted. But if you want it to work consistently, you gotta to continue to reprogram your DNA. And then you have to understand one other thing, quantum entanglement. Now normally I do a very sophisticated presentation with graphics behind me to let people visually see this. I'm gonna do my best to explain it to you without the graphics. I know some people are visual learners. But in quantum entanglement, which is something in real physics, uh, it's where you use something called parabolic down conversion to get two photons or two particles on the same frequency. So once you get two particles on the same frequency, You could take one particle to the other end of the universe. If you had the capability of getting it there and the particle that's local to you, you can change the information in it put data on it and the other particle will change instantaneously bypassing the speed of light. What does this prove? The thing that I said in the beginning, distance is an illusion. There is no distance. Separation is an illusion. Matter of fact, there's 7.5 billion people on this planet. If I were to take all of the empty space out of your atoms, I can fit all 7.5 billion people into a sugar cube. It's just an illusion, guys. It's a hologram. It's all consciousness and waves out there. It's really all all that exists. But back to the law of attraction. So what happens in the law of attraction is, once you understand how quantum, quantum entanglement works, and scientists now have discovered that the brain, the neurons in the brain, phase in and out of the third dimensional reality. Look it up. I always give you real science. Real science that you can research for yourself. So your neurons, your, between your synapses, are actually phasing in and out of the third dimension. Where are they going? They're communicating with other realms and other dimensions, sinking and, and, and quantum entangling with, with um, particles and, and thoughts in other places. So when you understand this, now you go, oh, wow. When, you're supposed to, when you look into the ancient tablets, especially in the Emerald Tablets, which is why I wrote my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets, The biggest part of my book is where Thoth is talking about the power of manifestation through meditation and thought. And he's literally talking about how to sync with the universal consciousness through something else which I've labeled the Christ consciousness. So the Christ consciousness doesn't mean you're syncing up with Jesus Christ. What it means is you're syncing up with the idea, the concept of this higher level of consciousness that exists uh, out there in space-time. So when you yourself are aligning yourself properly with the universe, Vibrating on a high frequency. What does that mean, vibrating on a high frequency? That means you're thinking with love, not thinking with hate. You're thinking with power and love, not fear and weakness. And when you do that, that puts your DNA scientifically at a high frequency. This has been done in laboratories. They've taken DNA. they've, uh, They've analyzed a person's thought patterns through caps that they put on with electrodes. And they've got them looking at photos. Photos that show people getting murdered, then a photo of a field of flowers. Then a photo of somebody hugging a child and then a photo of somebody getting beat up and they analyze those thought patterns in a laboratory and this is how they learn this so at specific times when you're feeling the method, the mode of fear the dna there's a frequency that oscillates over your dna it covers a very wide br- a band and it, co- it covers less of your dna in a high frequency love mode the frequency is, oscillates much faster, and they're hence much closer together, and more of the frequency is touching your DNA strand, which means you're operating at a high frequency. This is real science. It's not like, oh, man, these people just got up here and talking about this aliens and, and, and frequencies and all this stuff. They don't know what they're talking about. No, I'm talking about real, peer-reviewed quantum physics and quantum mechanics. It's important for you to know, because when you tell people about this stuff, they're like, you're, you're a weirdo. But when you can back it up with science, they got to sit down and listen if they don't sit down and listen, they really don't want to hear it involved. Mean, all. But some people will not listen to you and then go look it up and go, damn, they were right. I'm serious. So now, okay, you're saying, I want to manifest this into my life. I want to manifest a spouse into my life, for example. Let's just go with that. I'm using my own personal example. Okay? Uh, so... Uh, I want to manifest a spouse into my life that's operating in the same frequency that I'm operating, that's moving in the same way that I'm moving. Because I tried it before where one person's going this way, another person's going that way. It didn't work out. I did it twice. I'm going, man, I'm beating myself up. What am I doing here? Not that that person was all wrong or that I was all wrong, but it just wasn't a perfect match on the frequency level. And I want somebody that's going to be able to Uh, not be perfect because that's highly impossible, but somebody that at least just has understanding for the work that I do and the time that I put out and the people I have to meet and so forth and so on. So I start focusing on this in meditations. I start focusing on envisioning not a face, not a body, just a spirit light being that is in full agreement and movement in what I'm looking to do and accomplish on this planet. Okay. So now because I'm doing that and I'm feeling this love frequency and this vibration and happiness in the meditation – I'm now operating at a higher level. Now I'm syncing up with the Christ consciousness. The Christ consciousness is going to carry that photonic or that that particle energy to sync up with the universal consciousness on a quantum entanglement. And now I'm quantum entangled directly with the flower of life, which is the face of God. And now what happens is, just like in standard physics, when you have a globe in space, and you see space warps around the globe because of the theory of relativity, Einstein's theory of relativity, normally I would show you on the stage, now replace the globe, earth, with your, with your consciousness, with your mind. Your mind is literally, now that it's quantum entangled, it's warping space-time. It's warping the ether of space itself. And now things that you're looking for are falling. Because what happens to a, a body in space that warps space? Things fall toward it. Now the things that you want in life are starting to fall towards you. You're creating your own quantum entanglement. You're creating the law of attraction. Now you have things falling directly towards you. And this is how the law of attraction works. You literally create a, 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 a gravity well, so to speak, that things happen to fall towards you. And as you begin to operate in this mode, it then becomes, begins to happen subconsciously where you're not even having to directly focus. As you, as the universe knows what you need, if you're operating in the right frequency, those things will just occur in your life and pop up for you. I'm thinking, uh, two months ago, you know, I really want to, um, you know, start writing this Anunnaki movie, and I just kept putting it aside, putting it aside. All of a sudden, Dame Dash calls me up or sends me a direct message on Instagram and says, hey, I want to talk to you about doing a movie. (laughs) I wasn't like, man, i got to focus on getting this movie. i got to pull it into my life. No, I'm already operating on the right frequency. Things like that just pop up and manifest. Then what happens? Other things pop up and manifest that you didn't even realize that you wanted to have, but now hey, you wanna do a show on my network? Yeah, I'll do a show on your network, you know? I mean, it happens all the time, you know? Uh, even in business, you'll see things start to pop up and start to manifest as long as you're operating in the right frequency. And I think that, uh, you know, some people have been able to overcome that even though they have a cold heart and, and, and dark mindset. But overall, what's happening to those people is, in my opinion, their energy is gonna be recycled. When their avatar body expires, their energy is gonna be recycled back into another one. And a blind recycling, a blind, a blind reincarnation and they'll be forced to experience this thing all over again from scratch without knowing who they are, where they came from, or anything else, and try to learn the lessons all over again. I want to be like Thoth the Atlantean, like I talk about in my book. He discovered a way through seeking the light, obtaining a high level of consciousness, understanding the power of law of attraction and manifestation, and then utilizing that to, to, um, to manifest himself or incarnate at will, where and when he wants to, anytime, any planet, anywhere in anybody he has uh, you know according to the animal tablets he had avatar bodies in the in the halls of Amenti underneath the great pyramid well they found those rooms hundreds of them underneath the great pyramid hundreds of them out under under the giza plateau out there so they really truly do exist but the, the point that i'm trying to make to you is this we have the capability to reprogram ourselves dna is a storage medium it's extremely extremely powerful and because we have the capability to reprogram ourselves, we can change the future generations on this planet. We can help heal people. There's a lot of people on this planet that need healing. And not enough of us are willing to extend that healing mindset to them. If you run across a person that's having a bad day, don't let that affect you if they snap at you. you know, One of the companies that I run with my wife in Ohio is a company uh, that um, we treat people with, we service people with disabled disabilities, developmental disabilities. So some of these people have uh, cerebral palsy. Uh, they have arthro where they can't use their hands and their legs. Uh, different types of autism. And we have to have meetings with our caregivers to let them know, look, guys, these people from time to time will snap at you. At the end of the day, you're getting up and getting in a car and driving home. They're going to go to a bedroom in a bed. You have to understand that. You have to extend empathy to, all, to everyone. And I think the next biggest part is that we have to extend empathy to animals as well. This is where we're getting to. I just truly don't believe that we can ascend to the highest possible level that we're capable of until we can extend uh, empathy to the smallest creatures. I'm talking about even ants. Now, does that mean you will not never step on an ant? Of course, you may be walking down the street and step on an ant. Don't don't think I'm crazy. What I'm trying to tell you is this, extend empathy to the uh, smallest of creatures and that will extend beyond animals into Your brother and sister that will extend because once you achieve that level of consciousness it will extend out to the highest level the highest level of sentient being on the planet which is right now according to modern science human beings but it still might be I was talking with a brother earlier it may be uh, dolphins and, and, uh, and and whales but but still in mind keep in mind if we do that if we're able to do that I'm just telling you how so important it is we can be blessing one another and telling us each other how great we are and everything else and then uh, go to uh, a, a sea world and go watch a tortured an animal be tortured for two hours and pay for that, and laugh and smile and think it 's great, and go home and think we had a great day with our kid at the park, not thinking that this, this animal that we just got done watching being tortured in forced labor uh, has a much more powerful brain than us, can feel emotions stronger than us, has much, much more um, neural capacity than us, and a highly more advanced language than us as well. And we just tortured this animal for two, three hours for our own enjoyment. Meanwhile, we're running around saying we're highly, highly conscious spiritual beings. They both don't go hand in hand, and we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it as well. It's just something that we've got to work to. I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. You know, I'm standing up here with shoes on that might be made from leather. Think about that. These shoes—I I don't know if they are or not. I just bought them from a, you know, a discount store. I was happy to grab; they were a good sale. But you see the mindset. But again. How was this animal potentially tortured so that I could walk around in these shoes? Just little things like that, just to think about. Not to, not to beat yourself up too hard about it, but to say, you know what, let's just start analyzing things little by little again and, and trying to rethink how we uh, consider ourselves on this planet and how we can ascend ourselves, take ourselves to the next level. The last thing I want to touch on is prayer. One of the other problems we have on this planet is the fact that prayer doesn't seem to work. I said it doesn't seem to work. There's 7.5 billion people on this planet. And out of that 7.5 billion people, 85% of this planet, they're religious people. And some people are saying multiple prayers a day and it's not really working that well. I'm just being honest. I'm not saying prayer doesn't work. I'm saying it's not working because we're not utilizing it the right way. Let's talk about how prayer should work. Remember when I was talking about quantum entanglement, law of attraction, the power of the mind, consciousness. Well, you see, the universe operates on a very high frequency. It doesn't operate on a low frequency. So if you're standing up in a position of power and you're commanding things into existence, you're at a high frequency because the universe only will sync with you on high frequency knowledge and and, and consciousness. If you're down and begging Oh, please, I don't know why this is happening. Oh, help me, help me. I can't get out of this situation. Oh, I can't pay this, I can't pay that. This one's sick, that one's sick. Help, 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 help. Well, if I collect electrodes to your brain, according to the science that I told you about before, you're at a low frequency. Guess what? You're not going to quantum entangle. You're not going to sync with the universal consciousness in a low frequency mindset. That's begging a sky wizard to come and rescue you, not realizing that the divine energy that created this entire universe is flowing in you, through you and out of you at all times, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The power of creation, thank you, is inside of you. The power of healing is inside of you. The power of the the ability, the power for you to have the ability to see through a situation and correct it or find a way to fix it or deal with it in the right manner is already inside of you. The power of manifestation is already inside of you. So what are we doing with all this begging and begging and low frequency, low frequency vibration activity? It's not getting us anywhere. It's not doing anything for anybody. You know, and then what happens is, one out of a thousand people will miraculously recover in a hospital and we go, oh, God made it happen. But then if the person dies, we blame the doctor. <laughs> it's his fault. You know, listen guys, you have to understand, I'm not saying that you're gonna live forever and you're not gonna never have any diseases or anything else, but it's been scientifically proven that the human body the mind has the capability of helping your body heal faster and better than any medicine ever put out on the market. Any medicine. (laughs) This is why they have something called placebos. They do double blind studies. They give somebody a placebo for this disease, and they give somebody the real treatment. The other person who gets the real treatment, some of them recover, some of them don't. The people who get the placebo, some of them recover, some of them don't. Why is that? The power of the mind. The power literally of the mind its it's just that powerful. So just remember, guys, when you're going into praying, pray from a position of power. And what do I mean by that? Well, for example, if I'm going on a trip, like my trip here, I literally close my eyes and I envision my flight route, my my car drive to the airport, then my flight route to the airport, my, my, my drive from the airport to the hotel. And I envision it in my mind, and then I say, I bless my path. I will arrive at my destination safely. I do this. When I go to eat food, first of all, I don't bless food that I know is toxic for me. That's another thing that I just can't understand. You see people with a plate full of diabetic food, food is going to give them diabetes instantly, as soon as they swallow it, and then they try to pray over it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Didn't work. You die, you're going to get diabetes anyway. So listen, <laughs> if I have a plate of healthy food, I bless the food. If I have food that I'm going to cheat and I'm going to have a snack, I'm not gonna bless that food. I already know it's toxic for my body. I'm not gonna try to trick my brain into thinking that I'm putting in something that's gonna, that's, you know, this Klondike bar is gonna miraculously cure my cancer or something. God, we have to be—you know—we have to be real with ourselves. We have to start thinking in different ways because a lot of the times we trick and fool our own selves. That's the truth. That's what we do to we, we fool ourselves into believing this is good and this is good. And this. Bless your food. Bless your path. Bless people. Think good about people, love one another, respect one another, treat people the way you expect to be treated. You know, I'm going down to 42 Laws of Matt right now from the ancient Egyptian uh, mysteries. And guess what? Everything will work out. We'll come together. There'll be peace on this planet. We'll extend to a high level of consciousness, another dimension. We'll, we'll make heaven on earth. Our future generations for many years to come will be very happy and ecstatic that we did this. We're the pioneers of the, the bringers of light. And I want to thank everybody for coming. I appreciate you. My name is Billy Carson.
0: That wasn't loud enough. (laughs) Billy Carson. I can't follow that. Billy Carson, one more time. Was that amazing? Everybody say hi to Vance right here, 88 years old, rock and roll. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, The DVDs are over here with Dennis, uh, with uh, Billy's presentation. Uh, They're $10. They're right there. Coming up next, are you guys ready? Laura Eisenhower is on this stage. What an incredible day, Disclosure Fest 2019. Are you guys having a good time? A crazy UFO was just seen about 40 minutes ago. I've I've never seen 10,000 people looking at the sky, but it was right back there. They know we're here. This is Disclosure Fest 2019. I'm your host, Jimmy Church. I'll be back in a few minutes with Laura Eisenhower. All right? You guys having a good time? All right. I'll be right back.
1: Hey everyone, this is Billy Carson, also known as Forbidden Knowledge. If you haven't done so, please check out my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. It's currently a bestseller on Amazon.com. You can look it up, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets by Billy Carson. In this book, I break down the metaphysical quantum physics, esoteric wisdom of Thoth the Atlantean, This information was written eons ago, and I've taken my time to break down all of the information in a way that everyone can understand it. So please check it out. Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. If you're into learning about the true ancient history and ancient civilizations, you have to read my book. Hi, this is Billy Carson, and I want to take a minute to talk to you about my Egyptian mystery school that I teach at Dame Dash Studios in Burbank, California. The first mystery school was an absolute success. And we're looking forward to the second mystery school, December 7th and 8th, 2019. We will also be hosting a mystery school every month and a half. So you can check on ForbiddenKnowledge.com with the number four, ForbiddenKnowledge.com. Or check out my Instagram account for updates. The link tree is in my bio to go to the mystery school and you can register for classes there.